What shall we look at today? This is Phil. Phil. Yeah, hi. Um, you know, it's just uh, saw something that dropped in in meditation, and um, it's it's uh, it's something that um, I think Sherry has said something like this a while back. But there's uh, feels like I don't know if any of this is you know this is what it seems like. It feels like there's three entities. Uh, say, inhabiting this being. Now, I know there's a lot more, but the, some of them up there's like the um, authentic nature, and then there's um, um, the uh, conditioned nature and, of some sort, and then there's um, the practitioner. And I was just watching how they, how they all, how it all kind of mingles together or works together or something like that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So seeing um, what Sherry has pointed to in the past about that there are really three entities. The, there's authentic nature, there's the practitioner, and then there's conditioning and conditioned in whatever form it's showing up. And you're seeing how they, you're just watching and it showed up in meditation, sort of how these, these entities kind of interact with one another. Yeah, and I don't know if Sherry used those exact terms, but that's the way I I saw it this morning. And it's it's like um, the fun thing was like that. Um, so, you know, I'm been with family some of this time, and um, what I was seeing is that you know when I'm home mostly by myself most of the time I'm alone, except for if I'm working. And then I saw how it works there too. But anyhow, so. Here we are, we three, and um, as as I um, and, and the great thing, of course, is that the the um, the authentic nature is you know all it is, so it's all one, and these other entities are part of that one, but of course, can seems like conditioned nature doesn't know that, so. Um, but the, the interesting thing is, I, what I was saying is, with practice, you know, as we practice, which what I'm seeing is nothing new, but this just felt like a parts of the puzzle, you know, mm-hmm. coming together. But um, it's like, um, so just practicing, you know, so your condition nature raises its head and, you know, feels hurt or feels angry or feels this or do that. And then... Uh, you know, we practice in um, acknowledging it and moving the focus of attention to uh, the authentic nature. And, you know, so it's, it's just like a dance that happens mm-hmm. uh, with the uh, practitioner, you know, um, practicing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it sounds like what you're describing is that attention moving inside the field of awareness. So there's authentic, there's awareness or authentic nature holding it all. It's all happening within that. And conditioning will, there'll be something that's the, that, uh, sort of, uh, you know, angrier, you know, all, whatever the, the various things are that'll come up. And attention will go there and then it'll go to um, awareness. And the practitioner is 
is there and doing and sort of that watching that um, that movement happen. It sounds like between, you know in in different settings, whether you're with family or by yourself or at work. Well, what I'm noticing is when I'm by myself, it's so much easier. It feels I don't know if it is, but easier to see and do and you know just have that flow. What I was really uh, dropped in this morning is that so with the the family, um, you know, or with other people, a lot of times there's you know the awareness has to really expand to 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 for that to happen. But it's like it just happens. There's no doing at that point mm-hmm. after practicing, you know, practicing, practicing when when we really need it. It just kind of does it by itself. It just flows in all those directions. And uh, yeah. that to me is, it was really exciting to see, you know, that there's, there is no me doing any of it, even the practitioner. Yeah. And, of course, there's none of it except really authentic nature. Yeah, yeah. And, and uh, just to underline the point that you made, you know, because after years and years and years of practice, right? It's just there. It kind of reminds me of that saying, you know, just a funny thing is the, the harder I work, the luckier I get, you know, kind of that. that but what mm-hmm. you've seen is that from, all, from this practice of going to expanded awareness, it's there. When, because when you're around other people, there's all of these things that, that are kind of, uh, I don't know if you use the word triggering, but that, that's the word that dropped in for me as you were talking, yeah. just kind of things coming up. And there's no doing. There's no one like, okay, now I need to expand awareness. There's not that. It's, it sounds like it just is. It, there's just a noticing that that's happening. Yeah, it, it, I could say, you know, it seems like a well-oiled machine. But in there, that is the trick because even as it's, you know, any well, as is in quotes, of course, oiled machine has to keep being oiled. And so that's yeah. why there's just the <laughs> continuous practice of awareness. There's, you can't stop or the thing gets real creaky. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you, gotta, you can't stop oiling the machine. That's hence why it's called a well-oiled machine. So that would be the practitioner's contribution, right? The practice, exactly. the one yeah. who actually yeah. practices. And then the, it, it, it just is there. It's there for us, or I don't know, yeah, it's, it's kind of, the language can get kind of tricky, but as you're describing, it yeah. just happens. Yeah, so anyhow, that was, it, that was really fun to see because, um, you know, it's almost like when you need it most, it really will show up. It's not like, you know, people will say, well, when you need it most, nothing's there, you know. Well, when you need it most, it's really there. You just don't really, really always realize it's there. Yeah, yeah. When we need it most, it is there. It's in, but we may not realize it, you know, that, that, uh, that old story about the footprints in the sand, you know. We don't exactly realize that it's carrying us, but it's carrying us. Yeah, yeah. So that that's just that's all I was just looking at. So thank you. So wonderful to see you. Thank you, Phil. Yeah, thank you. Renee. Yes, Renee. Yeah, some, I was looking at something similar in meditation, um, noticing that the mentor is always there. 
Mm-hmm. And how I realized that was I, I found myself in a conversation with ego, um, one of those ones that seems helpful, but it isn't. Mm-hmm. Um, and when I, when I woke up from the conversation, so to speak, uh, noticing what was going on with it uh, and that I was in a conversation and I could drop it, the immediate uh, drop-in was I could talk to the mentor about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So let, let me just reflect that process. It's sort of the whole process right there. So you you got into a conversation with ego. Uh, it felt like that there was a conversation going on that had the attention that was not helpful. And then you realized it, and it, you dropped the conversation and had the realization that you could talk this over with the mentor, that that was that was uh, available to you, and it occurred to you as, as such. Yeah, yeah. And, yes, and really just that simple. Like, there wasn't really much else um, about it, and, and I haven't had that conversation with the mentor. At that point, I dropped it in meditation, so I could then just meditate. Um, mm-hmm. But I think, you know, it was just that sense of, real relief of, oh, I can drop this. I don't have to stay in this conversation. It's the same one that goes on all the time that doesn't lead to anything. And mm-hmm. um, and I could, you know, there's another option available. And it's available, like, at any yeah. moment in time. Yeah. Yes. Oh, that relief of realizing that I don't have to do this. I don't have to be in this conversation with ego. Right that there's something else available. And it's available yeah. all the time. And, and, the, the, and that is in the, the way out of the suffering. Yes. Yes. And, and it's, that's ending suffering right there. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. you know, in each moment, whenever that happens or second, um, mm-hmm. that, that that's ending suffering. Um, mm-hmm. Which the other day, or I don't know when it was, probably a couple of weeks ago, um, when I heard the only purpose in life we really can have, not should, but can have, is ending suffering, which is was very, which is another relief to me, and um, mm-hmm. and so if that's practice and that's what we can do in each moment that we realize that, then that's available. It's like readily mm-hmm. available, like at any moment. It's just kind of, mm-hmm. you know, conditioning would have us believe it isn't available. <laughs> you know, we have to mm-hmm. solve all these problems and do all these things and figure everything mm-hmm. out, but we, we don't. Yeah. Yeah, and as you said, it's, it really is that simple. That, that yes. you know, we recognize that we're in a conversation with conditioned mind. Another option is available. We know it. And more than that, we even know how to do it, having the conversation with the mentor, redirecting the attention. And then to have the encouragement that you heard of, you know, a couple of weeks ago about that that really, truly is the, can be the only thing that we're doing in life, you know, the purpose or whatever, you, however you want to phrase it, that yeah. that's it. And what a relief that is. And, and of course, ego is going to want to, uh, try to make it much more complicated to try to keep the attention on it and all of that. But but what you're describing that w- and what you're seeing is how simple that process actually is, and that 
is the ending suffering. Yep. Yep. Exactly. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. Michael? Michael. Here, Rebecca. Um, I had, uh, I think it was a morning radio show, uh, maybe it was Thursday, I think it was, and someone was talking about, uh, I think, fantasizing, or, or not fantasizing, that whole process, mm-hmm. and um, and um, something big dropped in around that. Mm-hmm. So something big dropped in around that. Uh, for you, or is that what you're saying when you were hearing that conversation about fantasizing? Yes, yes, exactly. Okay. So okay. I've been looking at um, a new direction for my work, for a career. And mm-hmm. um, what I saw when the person said that on the morning show, um, what I saw was that it's easy for conditioning to take me to a story of, oh, that's going to be great, you know, when when that happens, you know, we could do this, and, you know, isn't that going to be cool, and, oh, and when this happens, it's going to be great. And um, I realized that it's, um, well, it's just deducted because it's, it's more on the positive side than the, than the negative side, and so it tends to, it didn't flag my attention in the same way that um, a big bout of self-hate would. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so you, so you saw that the, the fantasy of the conversation is around, oh, how good this is going to be about, you know, change, a potential change in, in job or career. Oh, this is, and won't that be nice that it can happen? Oh, yeah. And, and it's on the, quote, positive side of the continuum, and so it didn't flag you in the same way it would have if it, if it had been sort of the hateful, doomsday, whatever kind of conversation. But you did it and recognize it as such. Yeah, and so it's a, it's a version of um, I'll be happy when. You know, I'm not I'm not happy now. I'm not happy now, but I'm I'm on my way to happiness. You know, yeah. life, yeah. liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Yeah, <laughs> happiness. And the pursuit, the win. Yes, practically yes. invites that conversation of oh, but when this happens and. We can pursue it, and yeah, but not now, not now. Right, right, right. And as uh, we were just talking about this morning, um, uh, now is when I want to be happy. I mean, I want to be happy later too, but um, when I'm happy later, it's going to be now, and I want to be happy now. And so what occurred to me is um, that when I'm exploring this new career work direction to – sort of be more concrete about it, not, not to fantasize about it, but if there's, you know, what is the next step to do now? What is the step? I feel like I should, we should scratch the word next from our vocabulary. You know, what is the step to do now for this uh, career direction? Okay, let me, I can do that. I'm going to do that. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. then I'll see what happens. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it sounds like on a process level, the process shift that you're describing is, withdrawing the attention or redirecting the attention away from the when if only and maybe this and the fantasy to now, to right here. And in this moment, what? What what now? What now? Not what not what next, but is there 
it, what now? Is there anything <laughs> to do, concrete, whatever? And, and really keeping the attention there, here, I guess you should say here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I, I realize. Yes, 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 exactly. And um, as you reflect that, I just also, as we've been talking about, to have a group of people that has that speaks the same language that I do mm-hmm. is just such an extraordinary um, gift and uh, blessing. And I see that when the, um, you know, the, this whether it's career or any other content, um, if the process is now, then, you know, I can manage that. That's, you know, that's, that's easy. I can do now. But, you know, trying to predict the future and what's going to work and what's not going to work. And, um, you know, that's when the suffering and the anxiety and the disappointment come in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. To, to see it from one's own experience, it sounds like, that the suffering, the anxiety, the, what doesn't work is trying to predict the future, trying to, you know, guess what should happen or is going to happen or should you know, anything like that needs to happen. And, and what's actually possible, what actually is, you know, what, what is here and available is now. That's what's real. That's what's here. And, that, and having a community in the Sangha that speaks that language, that, that supports us in that, and, we, you know, and really, um, you know, underlines that very process, it sounds like, that you're describing uh, of what you, choo- what you choose. Yes. And um, the other thing I'm seeing is, um, as I've heard before, um, we're not going anywhere. <laughs> We're just getting here. Um, because another piece of that story is, you know, when I get to this new place, then I'm going to be the right person. So, um, yeah, coming back to I'm on my process. I'm, I'm on my way to being the right person. I mean, I'm not the right person now, but I'm, I'm definitely on the path to being the right person. Um, so just to realize that um, I'm here. And, uh, you know, that's an extraordinary gift. And uh, if I die in the next 10 seconds, well, it's going to be a happy death. Um, And so who knows where I'm going to get to or what's going to happen. But if I am here, then um, that's what I have. And that's that's not just enough, but uh, it's extraordinary. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it sounds like what you're seeing is a, another kind of scam that it can fold into that fantasy thing is being on, being, getting, trying to get somewhere, and that, that you're not the right person yet, not quite. Now you're on the path, you're, you know, you're, you're getting there, but you're just not quite there yet. And what you're seeing is that that actually here is the only place we're ever going. You know, we're ever getting. Here. There's nowhere to get, just here. And, and, you know, if we die in the next 10 seconds, here is where we want to be when that moment arrives. If that will be, again, that's the, that's the only place where happiness, with the capital H, is. Yes. yes, yes, yes. And the other thing I saw as you're reflecting that is that the 
the fantasizing about um, being happy in the future or, you know, I'll be happy when I achieve this goal is um, it's, it's so um, sinister because it's really actively, um, although it doesn't look like it on the face, it's sort of uh, actively uh, opposing and deferring this <laughs> new direction um, in the, you know, in the most subtle way possible. And yet it's still um, working against um, what seems possible in this moment. Yeah. 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 As if, if I'm, if I'm tracking the point you're saying is that it's the sinister nature is that it pretends that it really is trying to help you find that happiness you seek quote, all that in quotes, right. By, you know, arriving and finding the right career and this will be that and it'll be wonderful. And it, so it, it pretends to, to be leading there, but it's actually actively blocking the only place where that happiness is available. Yeah, which is here now. Which is here now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Thank you, Rebecca. Thank you, Michael. This is Jen. Oh, yes, Jen. Hang on, let me... Okay. Um, Well, let's see. Um, One of the things, I'm not quite sure why it dropped in in this discussion, because I can't even see the connection, (laughs) but it did drop in a couple of times. But one of the things that I've been enjoying is that um, phrase that we sometimes use in practice of moving at the speed of life. Mm-hmm. And at the speed of life. I just, it's kind of one of those things, you know, something like that will circle around and then it's everywhere. Um, but one of the things that I saw this morning about it, um, I've always, as long as I can remember, well, really since I graduated from college, I think, for whatever reason, um, you know, maybe just a karma or whatever, I've had this obsession of what would it be like to live in a way that is a way that everyone on the planet could live. Mm-hmm. Um, so sort of a, um, yeah, just, just that. And so I look at that in a lot of different little tiny ways. So this morning I was looking at it in terms of the sponge. <laughs> so the sponge, like wiping things up basically. And what I notice is, you know, there are, uh, cloths or sponges that will get worn out over time. And I look at, um, I was looking at, well, how do they get worn out? You know, will they get stained from wiping something up or they get little tiny things in them, stuck in them, like in the mesh kind of thing of it. Mm-hmm. And um, one of the things I have always noticed about when I've spent time with a guide, especially traveling places, is just, I project just the natural 
attention to detail. Mm-hmm. And I think those things are really related. That's, that's what I'm really, I've really, really been seeing in my life. Um, that for me, I think there's a karma to care about all of that, but sort of to go on like full speed ahead, bulldozer, kind of unconscious, and then clean it, try to clean it up later, mm-hmm. which is kind of a hard way to live because it's hard on everything that I'm interacting with. And then it takes a lot to then clean it up. Mm-hmm. So instead, you like, with the I go with clean up. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. And so to go with the sponge thing, it's like paying really close attention as whatever it is that needs to get wiped up about how to do that. Does that make sense? Yeah, oh absolutely. Which is which is going at the speed of life. Because Exactly. Thank because, you. That was it. <laughs> exactly. Yes. It is it is such a perfect tie in. I mean it, it it is one. Because there you are. So let's say you have the sponge and there's something to wipe up. If you if you're rushing through to get to somewhere else, knowing in the back of your mind that we can clean up the sponge later. We'll take care of the sponge later. Then the wear and tear is still on the sponge, and the exactly. human's not not present, and you know whatever else may can the fallout in that. Who knows what else? Yeah. But yeah. but the but the possibility that you have seen modeled by the guide and are really honing in on and practicing it sounds like in your own life is to to pay such careful attention, such caring attention, we might even say, to the, the sponge, the, the stain, the whatever is there to wipe up in such a way that the care is imbued in the very act of the wiping up or whatever. It's not delayed till later. It is right there in that very moment. Yeah. Yeah. And as you reflect that, it's so obvious, isn't it, that it, um, one process doesn't lead to another. Because it's that moving at the speed of life, which then engenders being in absolute awe and wonder of life, which creates a desire, a want, a love of being with life. So instead of like being a process of trying to restrain ego, don't go fast, you shouldn't go fast, you need to slow down. Everyone knows that good awareness practitioners move slowly because that's not it either, you know? But it's that it really is that calibrating to, to life and, and not, it, well, it's kind of like that first conversation I was talking about a little bit today of that the practice begins to do itself so instead of, like, there's an awareness like that of, oh, wow, moving at the speed of life. And then there can be practicing with that, you know, sort of, okay, well, look, what does that look like and all of, you know, and that does often involve a lot of ego restraint to begin with. But it begins to be this complete love affair and yeah. just, wow, <laughs> just, like the, the manzanitas are blooming now. Uh-huh. Oh, and the bees. Yeah. So every single manzanita tree is an absolute party. <laughs> you know, there's yeah. the bees are there, the hummingbirds are there, all the bird. you can hear like five or six or seven different bird songs around them. Mm-hmm. It's incredible. Mm-hmm. So it just, because the awareness is there, it's such an invitation to just 
be with that and not rush past it onto what, you know, onto some artificial idea of what needs to be done. Yeah. Well, and the the adage that we often use is keeps dropping in as you're describing that. I think you even said it. To be in a love affair with life, not a yeah. divorce from ego. Although we do have to practice that restraint. That is a part of it yeah. all. You know, we have to yeah. get out of the relationship with ego and into the love affair with life or remove the attention or however, you know, however we want to talk about yeah. that movement. And yet what you're describing is such a complete envelopment in the moment that the bloom, the blossoms of the manzanita trees and the bees and the birds and everything do not, do not escape awareness. Like awareness, you know, awareness, it's all there. And the delight and the love that is actually literally moving at the speed of life. Because if you were in that conversation with ego, either indulging or even to some degree resisting perhaps, that could be missed. That that moment of what's actually here in this, you know, in this particular in this moment could could be missed. And that, uh, it, you know, as we were talking about in the first conversation, it just happening and us being there for the happening. Yeah, I saw each one of the three jewels as you were <laughs> as you were reflecting that, because I really saw how. Um, well, also the role of acceptance, because when you said that, you know, and we do, I know you're reflecting what I said, there is, there can be an ego restraint piece of the puzzle, which in my, the image that dropped in when you reflected that was the thing Sherry will sometimes talk about is, so the wheel of karma is like basically running over us, right? Like, so yeah, literally squashing us. And there's a time where we're working to stop that momentum of kind of basically ego being in control and it begins to roll in the other direction. And what I saw was that a huge piece of what I've seen over these decades of my practice is how crucial the role of conscious compassion, awareness and acceptance is in that. So to realize, so I have an awareness of, well, I'm just kind of wiping this thing up and getting stuff all over the sponge there can't be any self-hate with that. There's just the awareness of, oh, wow, it's like in that flash, there's another possibility uh, that becomes um, become aware of. And so to just have infinite patience as that turns itself around, because it will. And, And the other jewel I saw in that was with Sangha, because people constantly talk about their experiences and when I just allow those experiences to, to spark in me and to resonate in me without going to comparison, oh, I'm not doing that, I should do that, I should be that way, I'm not that way, but just simply to let those, what everyone else says and points to, land with me and light up in that way that it does, because that's always what comes right before the comparison, is it's landed with me in some way. Mm-hmm. To just let that be, that is a transformation. Like it does, it transforms itself. Yeah, yeah, no, that is, yeah, that, um, again, the no self-hate is such a crucial point. And the infinite patience as that process, as that process is 
happening or, t- or turning itself mm-hmm. around of that wheel of karma because, you know, as you say, the, the inside is right there and, it, and then it can get covered over with self-hate or the, or the resonance with something that someone in Sangha says is right there and then it'll get covered over with comparison. And, and just mm-hmm. realizing that, that that is all happening in awareness. You know, yeah, and so as yeah. as you as I mean, I love that phrase, the infinite patience. You know, of of yeah. the wheel of karma getting stopped and then turned in the other direction. That we can sort of and and as you as you say, it's all acceptance is the process word, perhaps that can best hold yeah. that yeah. what you're describing. Yeah, you know, yeah, describing. Mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm. Much gratitude. Thanks, Rebecca. Thank you. This is Anna. Jan. Anna and then Jan. What was occurring to me as I was listening to that conversation is, um, I don't know if it was Gandhi or an old Zen master or both, would be, I've got so much to do today, I'm going to have to sit for an hour instead of 30 minutes. Mm-hmm. And I'm moving at the speed of life. And I was, I was going to my experience of bulldozing through with the, I'm going to clean up later. Um, and uh, it, it could be anything, but this is showing up in this concrete workshop around some writing projects at the moment. And really discerning and experiencing the difference between the the bulldozing thing, um, we might say with that kind of more narrow collapsed awareness where there's that kind of putting all sorts of notes together and pulling up all sorts of information with this sense of I'm going to clean it up later. And seeing that identification with that ego decider right? that's deciding um, that illusion of I'm in control of this process, right? I can kind of determine and decide how it's going to go. And all the while, the, the authentic human being being bulldozed over. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um, so there's a process. I, you blipped out a couple of times, but I think I, I got the key thing. So let me see if I, if I, if I can reflect the key mm-hmm. elements there. That that what you're seeing is in some writing projects that you're working on, um, in a concrete example like that, you can see the bulldozing happen. Like, oh, I'll, I'll just do this, push through, you know, another example, kind of clean up later. And in that happening, it's, it's the, um, the human that gets bulldozed, that gets you know, rolled over. And also that process of, of ego getting to kind of call the shots in that what gets what gets done and what you're seeing what what resonated was and what started us off with was that quote that okay if I'm really seems to address that very process if I'm very busy then I mean I'll need to meditate an hour instead of just 30 minutes so there's that process of dropping that bulldozing uh, process in in uh, favor of moving at the speed of life which is just this talked about. Yeah, and really put it in it. 
grossest form of shame that it's like just identification with this ego desire that's deciding how to be something, right? And it's, it's saying, I've got today, instead of being prepared to be I think I'm not ah. catching. I, I heard you use the okay. word the decider when the decider comes in, but can you maybe readjust your microphone or something a little bit and try that part again? Sure, I'm, I'm just I'm going to step outside and see if that helps the signal. Oh, that's I can, I can hear you now, right now. Mm-hmm. Great. Okay, how's this? So far, so good. Excellent. Um, yeah, so the identification with that kind of ego decider, like I know what's going on and I'm in control of this process and I can determine how it goes. It's like in its gross form, it's like saying, and I've got so much to do today. Instead of sitting for 30 minutes, I'm going to sit for 15. And I'm going to get back with life later, right? And, it, you know, to say it like that, it's so stark and absolutely terrifying. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, let me just, now let me just jump in and reflect that. So it doesn't even matter what it's saying. The fact is that it's so stark and saying, okay, because I'm, you know, it's the decider. It's really the one that calls the shots, the ego process of uh, I, I, will, I will do this and I'll get back with life later, but I've got to get, do this, whether it's, well, whatever it is, right? It's, it's, it's terrifying to realize that that can control a whole life. Right, exactly so. And it can absolutely, you know, um, uh, it, it, you know, when there's that bit of identification with that, it can be absolutely excruciating to say, I am going to do the, uh, I've got someone that I'm going to sit for an hour instead of 30 minutes. And to really, um, uh, just to, to really teach that and sit through all of the, the you know, ego screaming or, all of the, the the sensations of that, and then over and over again, that experience of this is how the sponge gets taken care of. That you know, whatever writing then happens is it comes out in a way that it doesn't need to be cleaned up later. It doesn't. It, it, it comes out clean. I don't know how to describe mm-hmm. it. it. It it comes out clean in all senses, you know, in the sense of feeling good about oneself because of the the, the process of experience, the, the cleanness of how it comes. Out, that it's there's no um, yeah no fight or struggle. Mm-hmm. When the when the writing happens in that place of of care, like this sponge, as we were discussing, then it comes out clean. There's no need to go back and clean it up later. And as you started with, it it really is a practice of sitting through the screaming of ego, of the, the dire threats or the predictions or whatever, however it shows up, of um, Actually, I'm going to sit for an hour instead of 30 minutes, and and just really, truly sitting through all of that without uh, uh, you know, succumbing or indulging or whatever the what it what it would what it would have us do. Yeah, absolutely, and that's of course like the 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 seeing all of it that 
other side of the duality, like the decision to be perfect or, or the transactional, where I'm going to sit for an hour so that I can have yes. my experience <laughs> of, you know, um, of this coming through. And it's like, I had this experience yesterday evening of, um, of that, of seeing all of that and then just setting the time of 15 minutes with a, what's going to happen in 15 minutes <laughs> with like no no expectation no like you know uh looking to to see you know brilliance life is gonna live <laughs> it's like I guess in the average yeah. of the teachings right 15 minutes no what's going to happen this issue and it's just here and then oh and then, oh no and it you know not feeling always all sparkly and and and, and clear, and yet just I guess that just that um, that unconditional, and I don't know. Just let's see. Yeah, yeah. Because what you're de- it sounds like the 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 process that you're describing is well, not what but how, sort of. Because because you know you see ego can sneak back in and go okay. So I am going to meditate for an hour, not 30 minutes, so that then we'll really be flowing from life and it'll come out clean and we won't need to clean up later and all of that. And, and it just takes on then that form of, of, yeah. and, you know, of looking to it. So you practice with, and you're just going to set the timer for 15 minutes. And you can, it, it sounds like you were looking at how the attention could, you know, could go to, is this, is this working? Is this, but, but, it, but it also then dropped in something that, um, uh, around the unconditional quality. I'm just going to set the timer, do the writing. You know, all of that, it, I, I guess what, what, it, it, what it dropped in, it sounds like you were describing, is not looking to condition mind to see then how is it going? How is this working kind of thing? Yeah, the word that just dropped in as I was listening to that was training, and um, and just how just how much there is to to see and to um, mm-hmm. yeah, mm-hmm. so much to see and so much training. Yeah, yeah. Thanks, Rebecca. Thank you, Jan. Hi, did you say Jan? <laughs> yes, I did. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, all the conversations have been so helpful uh, for what I'm looking at because I'm, I'm going through a, 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 the last couple of days something I can't bulldoze through where I'm, uh, it, you know, there's physical pain and limitation. And, um, but I'm, I'm in, there's terrific, terrific gratitude for what I'm, what I'm being, I don't know, guided to see in that, in that I have to go slowly. Um, I have to pay attention to the, <laughs> the sponge or whatever it is um, to, to take care of whatever needs to be t- taken care of, um, but particularly the body. Mm-hmm. So really, you know, workshop with physical pain and feeling grateful that there's no 
but there's no bulldozing happening. You really are able and see the necessity of going slowly and really paying very close attention to the metaphor of the sponge, but in this case, it's the body. Yeah, yeah, what dropped in when you said that too, and and that I have the privilege, (laughs) I have the privilege Mm -hmm. to take the time. Um, There Mm -hmm. isn't anything, you know, that it's pretty much my life, uh, well, anyway, that it's, it's mainly choice. So there's privilege in that as well, that I don't have to get anything, there isn't a push there to bulldoze in the way that there might otherwise be, because I can't anyway, but um, I just am feeling the gratitude that because what it's taking me to is paying attention to detail. Um, if I can't bend over easily, my feet help to pick things up. And when another part of the body can't do something, then another part somehow is there to assist when possible. And uh, it, it sounds a little crazy, but it's it's to that kind of detail and just... There's almost a playfulness to it, <laughs> even in discomfort, uh, mm-hmm. and I, I'm, I'm grateful for that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. The the, the uh, attention to detail and the spaciousness and the, the privilege to have that and, and be taking advantage of it is revealing. A, a certain level of playfulness and possibility of, okay, when the body's limited in this way, okay, this can help. This can pitch you. I can pick up things with my feet. And and there's just, a, it sounds like a lightness uh, and playfulness that you're describing in recognizing what's, what's there, what's possible when we are here and attending to the level of care and detail, attention to detail that you're describing. Yeah, yeah, and I should say it's, it is when I'm here. When I'm not, it's mm-hmm. not, it's not playful. Um, yeah. But I think practice allows for that to be, for that to be possible, uh, you know, and mm-hmm. and also the gratitude that I don't. I have been so lucky in this lifetime to have a generally healthy body. I mean, I've gone through some really challenging times in the past, but gotten through that. Uh, mm-hmm. And and I so there's great gratitude for all the <laughs> the years of healthy mobility uh, that I I trust will come. You know, will be back. But just even if it wasn't that. I've had all that, and, you know, wherever I am, I mean, it's sort of like what Michael said, you know, if I'm gone in the next minute, <laughs> um, there is great gratitude for all that's been, um, that all that's here, and uh, I don't know, it's just so odd to be saying, to be talking about gratitude for physical discomfort and limitation, but um, I guess because I've been through it before and learned tremendously from it that and and continue to practice with it now that it's shown showing up in a different way um, mm-hmm. uh, I just practice allows us to be grateful for whatever's right here right now yeah 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 such a place of expanded awareness isn't it because 
because you can really hold in gratitude the times of a healthy, mobile body and recognizing that that's been a gift. And then to have the practice steps to take on this as a workshop and to see, oh, I can be, I can be in gratitude for a workshop around pain and lack of mobility and, and, I, and being here is what make, can make it playful and light and, and just holding it all and really an, uh, the gratitude for it all, not a, you know, just, just everything. There's nothing excluded. Again, the word acceptance seems to be uh, up right now, you know, that, 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 that that's what's here now may not always be here. Perhaps you'll go back to that place of mobility and health. Who knows? But it's the the key that you're seeing to the happiness is in here, right now, with this. Yes. And it's interesting that before um, this is the situation, physical situation is going on for a, a few days. And before that, I had been, and before we, well, anyway, been practicing with uh, dropping into the body that, you know, in going back to the breath, that, that going back to the breath practice uh, was, for me, I had extended to dropping into the body so that with the idea that the body is our vehicle for awakening, that that was what I'd been practicing. And then it's just fascinating to me that, this comes on, um, and I, oh well, I guess there's there's more to, <laughs> there's more to practice with, there's more to see, mm-hmm. and that this is the the door that's been opened uh, for that seeing, um, because mm-hmm. life that's what happens. It's always mm-hmm. offering, it's always offering uh, more mm-hmm. to see, more to notice, more to see. Yeah, yeah. It sounds like the. Um the point that you're making is if it's in if it's here for me and this, there's something in it for me to see if it's here in my life there's something in it for me to see and that practice of dropping into the body as you return to attention to the breath into the body as the vehicle of awakening it it strikes you that now here is a new layer of that or a new level of that workshop uh, to practice with and and again taking the um, perspective or realization that, oh, well, this is for me. There's something more here for me to see. Yeah. Yeah, we're so lucky when in pain or not. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, it, yeah, I think that's all. Thanks, Rebecca. Yeah, and just to underline that final point, because that's so, uh, that's so uh, beautiful, that to, real, to feel lucky, to recognize how lucky we are and that that's not uh, negated by pain, <laughs> that, that that pain isn't an indicator of whether we can feel grateful, feel lucky, feel fortunate, feel cared for, that, that's, that, that, um, that, it, that, the, that recognition of, of the workshop in this for us is larger than, than just that one element. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Thank you. Thank you, Jim. This is Sequoia. Yes, Sequoia. Um, hmm. 
I was really resonating to the con- with the conversation about moving at the speed of life. Um, and uh, <laughs> in, in, this, in this moment, it's, it's like the speed of life is such that it, I, just recognizing that um, impulse to participate Mm-hmm. Um, and um, yeah, just what a life-affirming uh, impulse that is, um, and following that, <laughs> um, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, just yeah, and um, I um. It also has called to mind, I don't remember whether it was the morning radio show, but um, and, and I don't remember the exact words, but the takeaway that I got from a conversation Sherry was having was about looking at, um, let's see, looking at what it is that um, behind, well, I'm I know she did not say this, but it's like, what is motivating my actions? To look at that, is am I coming from a place of trying to be the right person, or am, or is it coming from a place of love? Um, mm-hmm. You know, what is the process that's going on? Um, I was just seeing that in the conversation about um, uh, the handling of objects. And yeah, yeah, and caring for what is in front of me. Yeah. So that's yeah. So really, a lot in that one that that one an encouragement to see what is behind, what's motivating here. Is where's it? Where where's what process am I in? Might be another way of saying that because even how as you started out with the invitation to participate, you know, mm-hmm. and then responding to it. And then how you're, you're looking at that same kind of question in terms of how you interact with objects. You know, so it seems like what's at the root there is a real looking at where, where am I? Where, where, what, is, what, what's the, what is the process that's going on here? Yes, yeah. I just had a... <laughs> I had a lovely um, experience with that. Of uh, I, I'm in a, a currently in a situation where uh, the people around me do not remove their shoes when they enter the house, mm-hmm. and um, and sometimes there's a tendency to to get lazy and you know like well they're not taking nobody else is taking their shoes off you know like <laughs> but like suddenly mm-hmm. you know. Yes, like suddenly, uh, what is that? Where everything just sinks to the lowest common denominator, you know, Uh you know, staying with the high road. And um, someone, uh, there was someone who came to visit who took their shoes off and always takes their shoes off. It didn't matter whether anybody in the whole house had their shoes on, you know. And... um, and I saw that that whole thing about you know is this com- I, you know <laughs> is this a life dedicated to being the right person or a life with, uh, dedicated to being in love moment by moment you know mm-hmm. um, yeah yep 
yeah. it was the whole and deal. That, <laughs> yeah, so exactly. In that one example, it was the whole deal. So there's mm-hmm. a place where I, I'm going to take my shoes off because it's the right thing to do. I'm going to be in the right mm-hmm. person. And, and then there's mm-hmm. the place, that, you know, and then, well, they're not. So I, you know, I, don't, I don't need to do mm-hmm. you know. And, but then there's that place of taking your shoes, the shoes off because that's the way you, it, it is there to care for whatever, the carpet or the floor yeah. or whatever, you know. And, mm-hmm. and right there we can see the same action, take my shoes off because it's the right person thing to do or take my shoes off because it's what's there to do. Yeah, just because I love, you know, just because I just want to be in love. And uh, it doesn't matter. It does not matter what others around me. There's just so much in it. It just keeps going deeper and deeper. But, you know, it just doesn't, you know. It's just staying um, staying with the speed of life, just staying with the speed of life, you know what, and with the keeping the blinders on there, um, yeah, yeah, to what, what's yeah. being called by love, yeah. So. Staying with the speed of life, and another way of wording that is staying with love. Because yeah. then it does, you know. Because then it doesn't become a contest or become become anything, anything. Yeah. That's where the blinders are. No, I don't want to. It's not about any of that. I just want love to be the focus. Love, love. Yeah. 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 And uh, yeah. Okay, seems like a good place to end, Rebecca, so thank you. Oh, a lovely place to end, yeah, with <laughs> the focus is on love. That's it. <laughs> yeah. Okay, yeah. thank you. Thank you, Sequoia. And thank you all. I'm happy. <laughs>